0: What it is? What's up? Got the Gus Bus and the Cut, <laughs> the tele-sister Society Podcast, and it's over. The nightmare is over. I just woke up. Well, I just really just got up, moving. I don't say just. Anyway, <laughs> the eight-year head coach of the Auburn Tigers pretty much received his job around the middle of this month in 2012. Officially gone. Um, you know, I, you can go back and watch my previous podcast, which should be up right now. Um, I said it was coming. Uh, all the money said it was coming. Um, but still, just amazed that it happened. I mean, sometimes you see things that are miracles, and you still can't believe when they to occur. Which is what happened with many of the. The uh, moments from 2013. Gus's first and best season by quite, quite a margin. <sighs> God, this is crazy, man. Um. So, uh, you know, better people than me will make this commemoration of Gus and the moments he had, um, taking us to another Natty, having us in high contention several seasons. Um, beating Alabama three times in his tenure. Um, good moments, definitely. But this, for me, is something I've been waiting to do since twenty sixteen, since the, t- the Georgia twenty sixteen game. Looking on to other candidates <laughs> that aren't Gus Malzahn to be the head coach for the Auburn Tigers. I said it was going to be a lit weekend. I thought it was going to be because maybe, you know, maybe we're going to start hearing some rumblings and, you know, next week. Shout out, first of all, shout out Alan Green for coming through and getting it over with. No more lounging around. Shout out to him and the board of trustees for getting the money together from the boosters. Shout out to the boosters for not being cheap asses anymore. Um, Shout out to, I believe it's Bobby Louder who... F thing something jump and uh, allowed us <laughs> to be here. Him and um, Stephen Leith. Shout out to both of them for tormenting Auburn for uh, two, three more additional years. Um, oh my god, dude, this is crazy. So, right now, where we're at on this um, candidates. Big money is going to Hugh Freeze and Crystal Ball. Just off rip, I'm telling you that right now. The top two, Crystal Ball and Hugh Freeze. Um, past that, I'm hearing a lot of Luke Fickle and Napier. Um, you can kind of go on Twitter and see these two, but the, the big money is for Crystal Ball and Hugh Freeze right now. Um, Hugh. Hugh, I mean, offensively, it makes sense. Ability to build a program, it makes sense. Uh, Success in the SEC, it makes sense. I just, I don't, I don't know. Do you need an offensive guy? Yes, you do. I think we're seeing right now that around the SEC, honestly, the defense is kind of come and go, and having an elite one kind of isn't a necessity to become an elite team. You would obviously like it, yeah, but... I mean, let Auburn be an example. They went to a natty with a defense that routinely gave up 25-plus points against the teams, but they still score like 40 a game against those teams. You don't need necessarily an elite defense, but you do need a pretty elite offense at this point to get out the SEC. Um, Auburn's only year in contention after 2013 happened to be where the offense most resembled 2013 in terms of its efficiency. It's not a coincidence. Uh, their second best year, I guess would be 2016, 2019. Probably 2016. 2016, I, I I think it was probably a close year to the playoff playoff race. Like you could argue in twenty nineteen that if they beat Georgia, two losses. Um, you know, probably finished around top six ish, maybe top five ish. Uh, you can kinda of contend that maybe that was their closest spot but either way. 2019, just an ungodly defense. Is <laughs> that just just clamped up anything other than Alabama and Minnesota? I mean, that that comes. That you don't have those very often unless you're Georgia. But then again, Georgia also offensive issues. So I see why you pick you freeze. Makes sense to me. Um, it wouldn't be the worst thing. Like on paper, it would be one of Auburn's mm-hmm. most tenured and successful hires in terms of both program building and skill um, and like. At least since like pre Tupperville. I mean, I don't know who would be like even die maybe. I think he'd be he'd be one of the first proven head coaches that Auburn has taken. And I also think I think some of that also to Crystal Ball. Um I like Crystal Ball as a hire. Um I think he's um he to me he just he just makes sense. Like, he just, he wants to be in the South. There's already rumors that he likes Auburn, and Auburn has kind of gotten, you know, in his ear a little bit, even before today. Um, it, to me, it, it's it's more of the, you know, high, high ceiling, high floor. And I think that, I mean, if you look at what Freeze did with Ole Miss, recruiting against Saban and still decent LSU, um, I mean, that was a—and it's still good, Mississippi State, too. I mean, that's a high selling, too. But I think people think Chris Ball can kind of build— like, he's kind of in the same vein as a Sabin or a Kirby uh, in terms of that CEO guy that, um— Someone—this Chris Murphy from Connecticut dude says— a nonprofit university that receives millions in taxpayer funding is voluntarily paying one person $21 million to do nothing, but it's college football, so this is news, not a scandal.
1: What an idiot.
0: That, is the implication there that all of that's coming from our university? No, I mean, most of that money, I, I would say like 99% of that money is not coming from Auburn. I mean, there's a reason why Gus wasn't fired like five years ago. <laughs> I mean, the money that is coming to him to get his buyout is not coming from us. <laughs> he would never be fired if it was, if it was to Auburn. Um, <laughs> someone said, yes, I'm back. It's a uh, Auburn form I'm on. So i yes, I'm back from the basketball form. I quit Auburn football for about 10 hours. Yeah, um, that was an awful game, dude. I, that's like probably one of the first games you can legitimately look at like, okay, this was a loss, even if it was a win. And I, I, you know, I personally was hoping that they would lose because Auburn type, I thought an Auburn type thing to do would be like, look at that <laughs> two score and win against two win Mississippi State team. You think, oh well, there's an improvement they didn't look at it like that so shout out to alan green for leading the way and shout out to the boosters for getting off their ass and getting this shit done um so I, i'm just talking coaches here like i like i said napier well in terms of realistic like look ats um look ats looks at uh <laughs> looksies um like i said crystal ball freeze and like napier and fickle uh, as far as Napier and Fickle, I don't watch much ULL, so I don't know much about Napier, but he always keeps them like around like the top five to seven programs in the group of five, which is you know impressive, especially with ULL where LSU's is getting whoever they want from the state and have been for like over like a decade and a half, almost two decades. Um, and then Tulane, who is also pretty, I would say at least in terms of resources, higher on the totem pole than ULL. And so, UL would be a better program than Tulane. I think, you know, pretty pretty good by Napier. Um, and then the other one's Fickle, who has Cincinnati in a perfect world, pretty much as a playoff contender. Unfortunately, the uh, the old committee loves slurping off uh, the same retread names, such as A&M and Ohio State, who play like four teams. Um, but Cincinnati is, in my opinion, a playoff contender and is easily the Most um, surgical of the group of five teams, and is even, in my opinion, more dominant than UCF was in their national championship-winning year. Um, I mean, they've just come doing smack. I don't know if they've had the same level of competition. They play a first-ranked team, I believe. They played, yeah, this is their first. Their first-ranked team will be the nineteenth of December, so I believe next week, championship week. So they can beat up on Tulsa quite a bit definitely should improve their argument with Florida uh, literally throwing away their uh, playoff hopes and A&M being awful. Um, that win should get them at least a number six. Uh, if Clemson were to lose, that would be number five. Past five, I don't see how they would get... I don't, I don't see how they'd reach a playoff committee. Let me just say that. They, it's, the playoff committee seems to, to want USC in even over uh, Cincinnati, so that would be Unfortunate, based on based on what I'm seeing. Um, But again, to put uh, like to pretty much be on the cusp of the first um, group of five playoff uh, participant that that's impressive. So I wouldn't be necessarily like fickle to me. Is like still in my opinion more proven than Gus in terms of program building. However. I don't know if the skill aspect that I was mentioning is right where, you know, where that's at. Um, if you also look at it, he has the top group of five recruiting class, uh, where he had it in 2020, he's looking like it again in 2021, um, and 2022 might be their best class yet. They're number eight? They're number eight in 2022? Golly. All right, um... <laughs> All right, fickle might be a really good hire. Okay, so fickle would be my 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 number three. I don't want Napier. But I, if I could get Crystal Ball, Freeze, or Fickle, I'll take that. Uh as far as how this shakes out as far as recruiting, just briefly goes before I end this episode. Um recruiting, if you get Crystal Ball or Fickle, I would think would improve quite a bit. Uh Hugh, I'm not sure. I mean Hugh, I don't think like they brought in good recruiting classes at Old Miss. I think he usually kept Just a good recruiting staff I don't necessarily think it was His M.O. as to be like an ace recruiter But I mean Gus wasn't an ace recruiter either So it's not like You need an ace recruiter to have a good recruiting class um, But yeah I think Ball Fickle Would save it Give it like the least top Saving in this I mean like it's like 43rd like trading the 50th So it's not like saving's is going to be like top 10 It's not happening but top 20s, like top 25, I think that's in play for those two. You have to think they would pick out guys from their own classes. Cincinnati having a good class, and I'm sure Oregon you know, always has a good class in Crystal yeah, It's possible. I mean, it's possible. top 25 is possible. Um, I see a ton of excitement on Twitter or the forums, you know, my own group. I attend Auburn, by the way. Um, so this is definitely a move that need to be made to save this program. And with this program being a clear lacquer in terms of success for the past two, three years, really the past seven, when you consider actual, you know, things, one, that matter, um, not just an SEC championship and a couple of Iron Bowls. Um, this was a move that need to be made. And uh, War Eagle, man, I'm happy. Uh, like, share, subscribe, you know, Apple Music, you know, drop some comments. Everybody, this is a good day to celebrate, bro this is probably one of the better days of 2020 and hopefully with, you know, vaccines coming out, um, do administration, not to get political, anything like that, but hopefully with things starting to look up, maybe recruits can start coming back on, um, on campus in in droves. Maybe we can start figuring out how to get guys back in stadiums and, and, you know, arenas, um, 2021 and i think things are looking up i think this this type of moves just has you like making everything look good